Hi, you're listening to Cool Chats, the Cool Choir podcast, profiling the personal lives of our members across Calgary, Western Canada. You can find more information on Cool Choir by visiting coolchoir.com or at our public Facebook page by searching Cool Choir. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of the Cool Chats podcast. You might remember a couple of weeks ago, we have been remembering and recalling some very special birthday memories over the last five years since Cool Choir launched here in Canada. And I thought in continuing to uh, recall and remember some of those very fond memories, I thought it would be really great to uh, have a chat with a very special lady who is still running choirs today over in the UK. And this lady, Barbara, Barbara Fleet, who we're about to have a chat with on the microphone here, um, she was, if you want, she was kind of my successor, if I can call her my successor. And uh, thanks to this choir leader superhero who saved the day over in the UK when I made the heartbreaking announcement that I was going to be leaving the UK to start a new life in Canada uh, back in 2018. 15, um, the choirs were able to continue and all those people who were worried about losing this very special community in their life uh, were able to continue singing under the expert guise of Barbara. So it gives me great pleasure today to welcome a very dear friend of mine who we are still very much in touch with and creatively and otherwise, Barbara Fleet. Barbara, how are you doing? Hi, hi Jamie. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Um, suffer, suffering all the grey cold weather in England at the moment. What That's time is it over there, Barbara? Is it? What, it's it's six, 6 p.m. at the moment, yes. And I know this is your day off. Tuesday's a day off for you for choir leading, is that right? At the moment, yes. Yes, it's not usually when we're having normal choir face-to-face. And I, I work four nights a week. But uh, yes, Tuesday evening at, at the moment is a non-Zoom evening. Um, Thank goodness for that, you're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Like all of the choir leaders around the world currently. Well, I'm going to just go back a little bit because um, I just like to put people listening into the picture a little bit about uh, how you and I met and and exactly what you what you do in your life right now. So back in 2000 and well, I guess it was 2011, 2011, 2012. we met because I ended up running a choir, basically, um, and um, you were one of the original members that joined that choir, which was part of a huge national corporation um, whose name shall remain nameless. <laughs> and, um, yes, we'll just spit, shall we? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and um, after that, what was a very a uh, bit of a, a roller coaster of a year, I guess, in choir leading for both myself and the members of that community. Um, we kind of branched off and uh, a new choir was born um, called Alive and Singing. And that was, you know, over that time is when you and I met and you and I, you know, you were singing in that choir at the time. Um, and I remember that you were kind of definitely one of the more musical people in the choir. And I think initially I feel like we, we really bonded over um, some of our chats about music etc do you remember that yes yeah I mean, that's that's quite a, a clear time in my memory because um at the point where i joined your choir i i was um not really enjoying my job very much um at that point i was a, a school music teacher so i taught music to 600 children every week 
Um, and it was a very stressful job. And uh, I remember saying to my mum about this, you know, I'm not doing any any music for myself at all at the moment. Um, and she said, oh, well, there's a choir that you could go to in the village nearby in Amptill. And so I came along to try it out and I, I was hooked straight away. Um, you know, there were lots of lovely people there and a brilliant leader, of course, in, in yourself. So, yes, it was a it was a it was a quite a revelation, really. It had been a long time since I'd sung in a choir and the first time I'd ever sung in a, a choir that that, that um, the repertoire was pop and rock. So yeah, it was a new craze at the time, wasn't it? There was mm. a kind of type of choirs emerging where, you know, you, we kind of, we'd gone from singing My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean to, you know, Coldplay or Queen, basically. And that was, you know, kind of a new thing, I guess. Yes. Uh, um, and there weren't many choirs around that did that kind of thing at that point. So, um, and I remember saying to my mum, I've, I've already been in classical music choirs. And although I love that as well, I wanted some, something a little bit more lighthearted. Um, the, the choir I had been in before I came to you, um, the leader was very, very serious. And I can remember him shouting at us before we did a concert because we hadn't got something right in the Nelson Mass or something like that. And he was stamping his feet and I, I, I voted with my feet and I left. So it was nice to come along to something that was much more fun and lighthearted and we could have a good old laugh. And my goodness, you did give us some laughs. Too much information all the time, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the cool, the cool choir members here of, First of all, had to adapt to humour, and uh, also had to adapt to my slightly British sense of humour. I think, which hasn't always been entirely appropriate, it has to be said. <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, they, yeah, they've they've taken it all in their stride, which is which is amazing. Uh, and if I had an email recently who's, uh, from a lady, and she said, um, <laughs> "It's quite made me laugh in the choir," and she said to me. I, I know it seems like I don't enjoy your rehearsals and that I have a permanent scour on my face, um, but I really have enjoyed getting used to your humour. <laughs> and that really, really quite made me laugh, actually. So, uh, yeah, so that's still going on in some, some shape or form. Um, but, but you are saying that you actually are, you know, you spent, well, at that point, you spent at least 20 years plus as a, as a middle school music teacher. Is that right? Yes, I think at the Point when I joined the choir I must have been teaching for 21 years at that point yeah so um an awfully long time and uh it it was a depressing job I have to be honest there were good there were good times you know um we did a lot of shows and things um and uh, there, there were days where children would come up to me and say thank you miss for a lovely lesson but those times were too few and far between for me. And uh, the love of that job, you know, it, it started to, to go quite sour really at that point. And so, you know, it was, it was such a breath of fresh air to come along to the choir on Monday evenings. It cheered me up so much. And I think it reminds us that as sort of former teachers, that the bit that we loved most about the teaching was kind of when we, ironically, when we weren't in the classroom it was the concerts it was putting on the shows or the concerts or preparing the choir or the orchestra or the band and and I think that probably like you is what kind of pushed us into doing something like 
being a choir leader or leading a choir because you know you you go from having 20 percent of this experience through a school to basically 100 percent of the experience is, is what you love most i don't know whether that's something you agree or disagree with really yes i think that's absolutely right jamie you know um we we live for the performance don't we let's face it <laughs> Now, obviously, I would group, ran the choir for a few years, um, alive and singing, and I, I remember it was the this this choir was very much formed for the people on behalf of the people involved. Um, after a, a really difficult year, work, you know, run, basically performing singing. Uh, under a national corporate ba brand, basically, who had, you know, hugely restrictive rules in place. You couldn't do this, you couldn't do that, you had to wear this, you had to wear that, you know, you couldn't do, you know, all these kind of things. Um, and it just, uh, in the end, um, you know, this, this choir, Alive and Singing, was formed a year later for, uh, you know, very much all the rules were, were kind of... Um, if you like, they were stipulated by all of those involved. So it was very refreshing um, all around. And I went on to run that for, well, I guess it was, I think it was four years in the end. I think it was, what year would it have been? 2012 until um, actual choir years. I think there were four four years in total, um, yeah. as I recall. And then I made, of course, the difficult decision um, to decide to move to the other side of the world and, and at the time, I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, what, how on earth am I going to tell these people, tell this community that I'm planning to move across the world? Um, that was one thing. And then the other thing is I thought, what are we going to do with this choir? What earth am I going to do? I'm going to let you talk a little bit about kind of what happened next, I think, because I think you've got a heartwarming first-hand experience of this, I'm hoping. <laughs> yes, Jamie. Um well, I remember um, there was one rehearsal in particular. Um, I'd had a really hard day at work. It had been a very un unrewarding day. And I came out to rehearsal and you did a lovely rehearsal. I had a really lovely time. And I came down to the front at the end and I just to thank you, really, because you cheered my day up. And I said to you, you know, Jamie, I I'm really struggling with work. I don't enjoy it anymore. I need to do something else. And at that point, you said to me, oh, had we ever thought about running a choir? And of course, at, at this point, you had already made the decision to go to Canada, but none of us knew anything about it because you kept it under wraps. And um, I thought it was a very strange thing for you to suggest that perhaps I start up a choir in the same area as, as you. And I said to you, Jamie, I, I wouldn't want to run a choir in this area because I would be in direct competition with you and I would hate that. Um, and then I think we had a, a further part to that discussion where I thought about maybe I could run children's choir. But anyway, I, I, I dismissed it at that point because I, you know, there's no way I would want to run a choir in the same place as you. I, I just couldn't have done it. And uh, anyway, um, a few weeks later, you you called me to a meeting in, in the pub and I thought, oh, maybe Jamie just wants me to do a bit of conducting in the next concert because I'd done a little bit before for you. Um, and uh, you sat me down and, 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 and you said to me, I've got something very serious to tell you. 
and obviously the worst thing jumped into my head you know that you'd got cancer or something terrible was happening to you and uh, but actually it was worse than that because you said I'm emigrating and, and it was awful for me I remember so, that um, as well yeah yeah. I, yeah yeah I remember in fact yeah I do remember because I I remember you literally broke down into tears. And I was <laughs> I crying as well. And I was just like, oh gosh, what are we like? And we're sitting in this pub, uh, <laughs> like like there's been this kind of emotional earthquake almost. So I, I do yeah. I remember that moment very poignantly. Yeah. And um, anyway, the, the next thing you, you said to me is, is would I like to run the choir when you left? And uh, I didn't really know at that point. I didn't know if I was, going to be able to manage financially um I didn't um you know I didn't know whether it was something that that I could manage I didn't know if I had all the right skills and so on um and uh after that after that meeting with you I went straight to see my mum and dad because they're always full of good advice mums and dads aren't they they are and uh, I sat and I had a chat with my mum. And after that, you know, that evening, I, I had made the decision that I was going to leave school teaching and uh, take over alive and singing. So I made the decision very, very quickly, um, which uh, has proved to be exactly the right decision. And you and I, of course, kept all of this under wraps, this whole thing in the process in the background, because um, the poor choir members, it was really, I'm trying to think, I mean, I left in 2015 in the August, but it was, it was actually the same year. Uh, and I think it was, I think, I guess it was March or April. Uh, I can't remember exactly um, when I kind of announced at rehearsals through a, through a, um, a cr very creative sort of video that I'd put together to make the announcement, because I knew that I had to announce it to, all three choirs at the time and I wanted them all to receive the news in exactly the same way rather than you know verbally if you like whether there could be variations of how I delivered it each night depending on how emotional I was feeling at the time so so I thought well if I do a video then everybody kind of will 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 get the news in the same time and they were also in that part of that video it was announced that um that you know you were going to be taking over the choir and it's interesting you said a moment ago that you were questioning whether you felt you had the skills or experience because to me from when I got, got to know you um like I said to you at the beginning of this this podcast that you know we kind of bonded over the fact that I always perceived you as a really really musically gifted person like you'd done all this years in a school and you'd run school choirs and you'd done also in fact you the, the truth be known Barbara you you really are much much more experienced than me I mean you were giving singing lessons or you were planning on giving and you had given singing lessons you were planning on doing some more singing lessons and you were hoping to make a living at doing one-to-one -one teaching and then maybe setting up a children's choir as I recall I think that's what yeah. you have to do basically um, so so it's funny hearing me you know hearing you say that uh, you wondered whether you really felt you had the skills or experience to run a choir I mean this is just for me there was never any doubt <laughs> I think the thing is it's it there's a, quite a difference between t teaching children's choirs and teaching adults choirs um, you know um, I think <laughs> this is a, this is a funny thing to say, but when you when you teach children to do something, they do exactly what you say with very little variation. Um, 
also the other the other thing about teaching children is you can be very blunt with them very straightforward with them to the point of almost being rude and I I had been a school teacher for so long that um, I wondered whether my personality was even suited to dealing with adults so you know it was it really was a, a quite a, a difficult change for me um, to come out of this school marmish type of, uh, of persona that I had at the time but um I mean, I've, I've really changed over the last five years and, and um, that's because I've had so much more contact with, with all the choir members who, who are absolutely lovely, you know, um, and they're so supportive as well. They're, you know, I, I really enjoy everybody's company and I, um, I feel like they're family and close friends, you know. It's been a wonderful experience for me this last five years. I mean... You know, it, it is a hugely kind of, if I use the word cathartic, it's a very, it's a very cathartic role being a choir leader because, um, you know, you, what you do is very, what we do, I, you know, is, is, is very, it's, it's very uh, life changing for people involved. Um, you know, your people are coming along and you're, you know, just being in an environment where you're singing for two hours and, you know, you, you choose these great uplifting songs, whether they're, emotional or they're exciting or whatever they are people always leave the rehearsal you know feeling high and happy and elated a bit like that day that you came to me you had a really bad day and you came to choir and then you know you you felt so much better and I feel like people have often said to me well you know what you do is a calling um, and it, the reason I'm saying all this is because there was a, a time there was a risk that, that actually uh, all those people in the UK were would potentially lose this community because obviously I was leaving and these are not easy roles to come across I mean you can't just walk down the street and handpick somebody and say come and lead a choir I mean there's a very specific skill set involved um, and I just think it's amazing but unsurprising how people have supported you um, through that kind of transition which I know you did find it you know difficult to begin with and quite rightly so because it's very very hard to follow somebody else and everything you do everything you say is oh well jamie wouldn't have done that jamie would have done that jamie and and you're living in that shadow very all, all the time and i know how hard certainly the first period or first year or so at least was for you yes the first year was very uh, was very difficult um as you say you know it's difficult to follow anybody that has has set up a choir such as this but particularly you Jamie you know um because you, you're like nobody else I know <laughs> let's be honest here <laughs> um you know you're you're very individual you you know you've got such a great rapport with with everybody that you meet you and I've I think I've said this to you before you you speak to people as if they are the only person that matters you know, and that's that is a lovely gift to have that that you have that kind of rapport with people. Um, it's something that I've had to develop. You know, we, we don't you don't tend to have to do that as a as a school teacher. Um, it's something that I have had to develop. And yes, I did find the first year very difficult, and uh, some people left because I don't know they didn't like my style of doing things, or simply that I wasn't you. Um, you know, and I can respect that because 
I was very upset when you left as well. So I, I understood where they were coming from. But at the same time, there are so many people that have supported me right the way from the beginning. You know, they've supported me in so many ways. Um, they wanted the choir to keep going. And, it, it, you know, we've been sit through some really hard times together. Um, you know, back uh, at the start of 2017, uh, I was diagnosed with viral meningitis and I was in hospital very, very sick, fighting for my life, basically. And, uh, you know, there, there, was, there was a lot of time that I couldn't work with the choirs. Um, I think it was a good seven or eight weeks. I, I couldn't run rehearsals, yet nobody left in that time. Lots of people paid me for that time that I didn't even work with them because they knew that I would have no money coming in to support myself. Um, you know, and, and I had so many get well wishes from people um, and, and uh, I, I just felt such love from everybody. It, it was very, very clear to me how much um, people relied on the choir and relied on me being there and also at the same time loved it and and loved me as well which is an amazing thing you know I'm so grateful to everybody that supported me through that time it was you know and isn't it amazing in the last sort of few minutes obviously you talked a little bit about oh you know the first year was very difficult mm. um but then you know when you needed those people most and they needed you most uh it was very quickly confirmed to you just how much that bond was between you. Um, and I have to say on a slightly related but unrelated subject, I think it's good to remind ourselves as choir leaders that, you know, we, we're not superhuman and we are human as well. And we, you know, we, we get unwell and, you know, and this, this, this role is, is, and I'm very careful with my words here. I, I never call it a job because I never, for me, it's never a job. It's a, you know, I have a sign on my wall here and it says music is not what I do. It's who I am. And I know that you agree with that sentiment. Um, and because so it's, so it's, it's not, a, I would never call it a job, but, but it is nevertheless, when we're not feeling too good, you know, it, it can be very difficult to, kind of keep going and putting on a, a you know a strong face now obviously there's not feeling good and there's what you had which was this terrible viral meningitis now tell us a little bit about how you're living with the kind of long-term effects of that these days because I know um, you know you have had to struggle through a little bit since then haven't you yes um, you know I, I'm not I'm not the same as I was I would I would say that that is true um, in good and bad ways. Um, looking at, at the bad side of things first, you know, I'm, I'm not as quick as I used to be. Um, I'm, I'm also not as, in, as intelligent as I used to be. I know that for a fact. Um, I can't learn things in the same way that I used to. Things are much more of a struggle now. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, I have a newfound appreciation for the things that I can do. Um, one, one other little thing that, that sort of popped into my head now, when I first started going back to choir rehearsals, I would start talking in a sentence, but not be able to finish it. 
because my brain wouldn't do that. Um, you know, basically, it, I've got brain damage. And, uh, you know, the, the choir members were, were lovely because I'd get halfway through the sentence and somebody would try to finish it for me. And I'd say, no, that's not quite right. And then somebody else would try to finish it for me. And eventually we'd get there and they would know what I was talking about. <laughs> and yet through all of this, you have still sat at home, you've done these arrangements, you've recorded these arrangements. And I have to agree, very, I disagree, excuse me, very strongly with what you were saying about, you know, you found it difficult to learn new things or your brain hasn't worked very fast because what you have done over the last year during the pandemic has really blown my mind. You have created some incredible, Incredible videos which you posted of you singing and you use technology and I mean I thought I love technology but you know honestly Barbara uh, I have no idea how you've done any of it and I just I've really really been very I've just been very envious and I'm very impressed with um, how you have actually developed your skills in the way of doing virtual choir videos and you've been much 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 more adventurous than me I have to say so please don't think that you you know that you you're haven't been able to to do some pretty great things well thank you very much for that Jamie you know um, a lot of the video stuff has happened more, more by luck than judgment I think um, but yeah, I've actually really enjoyed doing those, although it's been an awful lot of work, but um, it's, it's, um, it's given me something else to concentrate on in this time, which is it's been very hard for anybody that runs a choir or sings in a choir because we miss it so very much, don't we? We do. We do. And what I, but what I have to say, what I, what I do love is that, you know, I feel that although there's four and a half thousand miles between us, I feel like you and I just have this uh, completely unconditional lifelong friendship and we can still you know we're still close friends and we still share ideas and resources and you know you've really helped me out because you know you've sent me some of your arrangements to do with cool choir and you know I've sent you some arrangements for uh, you know to do with the live and singing and I, I, I just I really really I really love you for that Barbara. I think we've got a great connection, Jamie, and I don't think it will ever be broken. I love you dearly. Well, thank you, as I do you. And the music is just the glue. <laughs> it's the, it's the glue. There's something about, there's something about kind of how creative people bond. And, um, and I refer to you, and I often talk about Alive and Singing in cool choir rehearsals, and I, I always refer to you as our sister choirs in the UK. And, and I've had a lot of people asking me, they've said, you know, will there be any, a chance one day to do some kind of exchange? Um, and of course, you know, I'm very much an ideas person, and that really gets me very excited. It is, for those listening, it is on the radar. I have this sort of crazy idea that we will do this choir exchange. Imagine when you were at school and you did a, a language exchange. It's kind of like that, but without, well, the language is the language of music, of course. Um, and the idea is that, you know, some of us would go to the UK and some of the choir, member there, choir members there would uh, host, host, you know, the cool choir members in some of their homes. And, you know, they'd get to go on a bit of a sightseeing tour, go to London, because where you where you live is, is, is really quite close to London. So um, you can go some sightseeing and do a concert or something like that. And then, of course, we have um, the British members come over to Canada and we show them the Rockies and the mountains and we give them a taste of and we feed them lots of maple syrup 
<laughs> and they get to do a they get to do a um, you know a performance as well. So um, I still very much have this on the radar, and I think this is going to be my my new project once uh, all of this nonsense is over. What do you think of that idea? <laughs> I think that sounds like an amazing idea, Jamie. I think it would be brilliant. I'm, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people in the, in the, alive and singing that would love to come and visit. Well, I have to say it's been really lovely to chat with you today. And um, I know you yourself are planning to get over for a visit at some point soon, hopefully. So I hope. <laughs> um, I'm hoping if you happen to come during a, you know, at some point I'll, I'll probably organise something chorally, something quite choir, uh, some kind of choral event as well, perhaps when you're when you're over visiting as well, where you get to meet and uh, meet some of the choir members as well. I know they'd love to meet you. And, oh, uh, it'd be, that would be fantastic. I'd love it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll organise a sort of a, a singing social of some description or something like that would be great. Um, but yeah, it's been really, really nice to chat with you today on this podcast. And I hope that those listening uh, over here in Canada and also some of the members in the UK who never met me or didn't know me, um, you know, are kind of have a little bit of a better of a picture of uh, our journey and how, how we've evolved over the last few years. Yet, yet we're still so connected, if that makes sense. Thank you ever so much, Jamie. It's been lovely to chat with you. And hi to Cool Choir and hi to Alive and Singing. Look after yourselves. Thank you, Barbara. Thanks for tuning in to Cool Chats today. We look forward to welcoming you back soon for our next episode, profiling the lives of our beautiful Cool Choir community across Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Until then, sing loud and proud, everyone.